Don't lay your phone on that. Stop talking to me. You did you, when it vibrated. The whole PA system rattled. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, your goodness. It took four hours to get the sound system right. <laughs> I can't help it's 100 years old. Uh, I mean, these well, things weren't even around when Jesus was around. <laughs> In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. You're a light that shines for the world to see. And if the mind I hope they hear it through me. And if the devil hope they see all the truth and right. You're a light within the dark of the night. Within the dark of the night, right? for tuning in for our first ever podcast on light and darkness ministries i'm dylan bates alongside my co-owner my co-apologist and well i was gonna say sidekick but i think i think That's i'm to me, <laughs> i think i'm more of the we're, we're friends i think i'm more of the sidekick anyway and yeah. a lot a lot bigger than me <laughs> <laughs> little john and robin hood well yeah yeah i would be little john well actually in the movie no, i'd be, be little john you would be little john so you would be the sidekick yeah i guess so the bigger guy he's always the bigger guy's always the sidekick well i guess you would be my sidekick then never mind then my co-owner <laughs> my co-apologist and my co-sidekick uh ricky allgood well, I'm glad we actually are able to record now. This has been a task today to get this working. If you only knew, if it's not, I can't make it this weekend, it's our electricals won't work. It's uh, been a, a big gap of time in between our Facebook video we made and now. <laughs> and it'll be a and lot by the time longer. This come out, by the time this comes out, it'll be a longer time than that. Yeah, so. it, it's you're going to be waiting a while. So, you know. <laughs> uh, we'll just, play some music. Yeah, be prepared read the blogs everyone that comes out every month and uh and hopefully more often than that and then by the time you know we're finished you'll be able to listen to our podcast and i'm not even about to try to get it on itunes or well i shouldn't say that. i'll try but i i mean as many complications as i've had today i don't even know if that'll even be possible <laughs> This is trial and error. This is the first time we're ever doing this, so yeah, and you know, it's so everything goes. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, it's it's good to finally be back on the radio because you know, for me, I it's what I did in college. You know, and that's yeah. what I'm I'm finally getting back to doing, uh, and I like it. I think I belong. I got the face for radio. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm I am really excited. I'm glad you can make it today. I'm glad I, it was a pretty decent trip up here yesterday, yeah. and uh, you know, it was. Uh, Driving through North Carolina, there's really nothing there. Well, <laughs> especially when you get into the middle part of the state. Well, well, that's where we are right now. In case those of you who don't know where we are right now, um, you know, it's a it's a good drive. I did it. Well, man, about every weekend for four years. Every other weekend. Every other weekend. He went. I lived 20 minutes from my house to college, and then he lived five hours away. And then he went home more times during the year than I did. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. That, and you but. know, it's funny because our our friend from Virginia, from Richmond you know, would go home a lot more than that. Yeah. Even after that. He, that's even worse. And he was getting a lot worse gas mileage than <laughs> I was too. So it, that's pretty significant. Um, 
you know that I you think could he do just that. like his mind went blank and it was just like one one track you know, I think I think maybe so I think maybe he got into his NASCAR state of mind <laughs> you know and I've, I've went actually I came home one weekend and I went back to school and I saw him on the bypass and I and I kind of passed him and then he left and he beat me by 30 minutes <laughs> you know and I saw him on the bypass there's no and I was going the speed limit and there was no way possibly and he was driving a Colorado man you know two-wheel drive that he got for like dirt cheap and and he still beat me he and he would floor it he he's always been a racer yeah he's always been a racer yeah he killed we, us in go-karts that one time yeah yeah i don't it's <laughs> negative experiences uh and, and big-headedness that <laughs> that went into it uh anyway so we what we're going to be talking about today we have a lot of things that we want to eventually talk about that you know, we can make a, a five-hour podcast, and you would be so tired of hearing us that you'd never listen to the second one. So we don't want to do that. We want to make sure that we are courteous with your time, and uh, and, and address things that are relevant. You know, we don't want to be, we don't want to make light and darkness. You know, <laughs> what really grinds my gears. You know, <laughs> <laughs> ministries. Let me tell you about this thing. Yeah, it's really annoying. And uh, well, that's it. <laughs> it's just the stuff that irritates me, and I want to get on a podcast so that people will listen to me yeah and uh so that's not what we want to do we want to make sure that we're we're glorifying god we want to make sure that our our purpose in our ministry uh is is biblical and we want to make sure that we're glorifying christ in this and we think that's what we're trying to do and we're we want to uh uh grow this into something that'll be very helpful um ricky why don't you kind of tell everybody what Mm -hmm. our main goal is you could even get our mission statement in that well uh, here at Light and Darkness, we desire to be lights for Christ. Uh, we want to be able to give an answer. We want to help others, other Christians, give an answer uh, for uh, give reasons for what we believe, and we want to be uh, lights for Christ in evangelism and in defense of the gospel. And just to clarify, we don't want to. Um, we're not trying to take the place of or be um, anything like a local church. That's 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 the Christian's key and most important uh, source of. Uh, source of uh, knowledge and uh, edification. Uh, we we just want to be an aid to Christians, um, you know, through through podcasts and through social media. Um, that's a big avenue uh, through which people see things and where they get their information. And we want to uh, be in that realm. But the local church is we're not a local church, and we don't we aren't claiming to be. But uh, we do want to be aids, and we want to again uh, be life for Christ in evangelism and defense of the gospel. I don't know why I'm having so many problems even still. I'm about to just throw the microphone against the wall. Yeah, so so to not not to add anything to that. It, it's 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 so important as Christians to have a biblical worldview. Right. Um you, you know, everybody has a worldview whether they would admit it or not, whether they've thought about it or not. You have things that contribute to the way that you act, to the 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 purpose that you get up in the morning to go to work or go to school. You have contributing factors that that lead to your decisions in everyday life and you know everybody has an opinion on on pretty much everything you know what laws we should enforce that's part of the big debate that's what we're so divided over is over laws and we'll try not to be too political we we don't that's really not the realm we don't we we don't really want to go into that but at the same time your worldview contributes to that and you can't help but talk about christian worldview when you talk about anything anything christian um you know if you if you talk about scripture it all leads back to your worldview if you talk about ethics it all leads back to your worldview there's no way to get around it so your your worldview is so important it defines who you are as a person uh, it sets a standard for our way of life and determines what laws we enforce 
like I said, our work ethic, and even the way we view things such as movies and, and such as music. Uh, you know, should I go visit that movie or shouldn't I? Uh, all those things, all those decisions come from our worldview. And it's really important that we have a clear worldview. We know what we believe. And we don't... Specifically, uh, the foundation of your worldview. What's your, what's your foundation? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, mm-hmm. and we don't want to compromise those things. Right. We want to make sure that if, if, if the Bible addresses it, we want to hold to it. We don't want to compromise anything. We want to be exegetical. And the Bible is the foundation for our worldview. The, the Christian, the biblical worldview, is fa- the foundation is the Word of God, um, the Bible. And um, what we're going to look at today, I think, uh, when we look at this, uh, this video soon, uh, we'll get into it. But you'll see the difference um, where the author of this video, where his worldview is, where his foundation is. He questions another worldview, and we see that it's not going to meet up. It's not going to, <clears throat> they're not going to come together. Uh, there's going to be differences and there's going to be antagonistic questions. There's going to be, um, you know, why is this? Well, why is that? And we'll go through that more. But um, as you can see, there's there's different foundations. Everybody has presuppositions before they go into uh, certain, um, you know, situations. What, what, what we see happen in the world, um, you know, uh, like elections like we had in 2016 or, you know, social things that go on like Black Lives Matter or and things like that. They all have a reaction. That reaction is based on your worldview and your presupposition and the foundation of your worldview. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and this guy that we're going to be talking about today, I, you know, you probably already know who he is if you've done any research in, in atheism or anything like that. He's he's actually pretty popular. He has about 174,000 uh, subscribers, but if you look at the people that video that that view his videos, I mean, he has he has over half a million views. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he he is he's very popular. Um, and and in any time we do a, a, a podcast, we're not always going to talk about him because it's not Light and Darkness Ministries' um, goal is just to rip this guy apart. We don't want to do that. Um, you know, we we want to make sure that we set forth the purpose of apologetics, and and I'll make this clear. And you'll probably hear me say this a lot. Uh, apologetics without evangelism is pointless. Right. Apologetics with no no uh, desire to see that person repent, to see that person turn to Jesus, is pointless. Okay. If your main thing is you just want to argue, then go into law. But that's not what we want to do in Christianity. That's not your purpose is just to beat somebody in an argument. And if that is your purpose, then you're not going to win them to Christ. You're not going to do anything for the kingdom of God. You're defeating the purpose. So that's that's the point in this, and and, and I I'll, I'll give this guy respect. I guess we can go ahead and name him. I haven't. Yeah. Uh, I I'm I'm really hesitant to say his name because I I always pronounce it wrong. Uh, Hemet. 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 Hemet Meta. Hemet Meta. Yeah. And I always and I want to be respectful in this. The the he is a smart man. I'm not denying that he is a. Uh, I read that he has a master's degree. He was I believe he's a teacher at one time. He's a smart guy. Uh, he he calls himself the friendly atheist. Right. Uh, and he actually he he make he does vlogs at the Atheist Voice, and I think his pod his uh, blog has a has a different name, but the, he he calls himself friendly atheist, and for it's what it's worth, he may really be he may really be a good guy, and if you knew him, if I knew him personally, I would want to get to know him better. You know, I want him to repent, I want him to turn to Jesus, I care about his eternal state, I don't want him to to uh, to to suffer eternally because of you know, I disagree with him. You know, I, I can get past that. I, I do want him to repent. I want there, there's more to it than just wanting to, to show and expose 
his his faulty arguments. And the reason we're bringing him up, while we're going to go through his video, his video is called 22 Reasons to Stop Believing in God. Um, he's an atheist. He, come, he, he, he promotes the atheist worldview. Um, and we want to specifically not judge him as a person. That's not our point. Our point is to judge and to react and to respond to what he's saying, specifically in this video, the 22 reasons to stop believing in God. And you may hear these, this video and think, well, this is not really serious or this isn't really, you know, you know, super intellectual. And while we may agree with certain things in that, the point is, this is what people are seeing. This is what people are seeing all the, like there's 500,000 views on this video. And it's not a new video, it's older. So it's been out for a while. This is what people are seeing. And people are actually taking these arguments and using them against the Christian worldview, against Christianity, and saying, well, this is legitimate. And to be honest, some of these reasons, they're just, it's just a misunderstanding. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're not uh, super uh, intellectual, but it's just kind of like, um, it's like he, he knows it's like a mile wide hole, but it's only an inch deep. Right. And so um, we just want to clarify things and to respond um, in the correct way to some of the, some of the things he's saying here. Right. And, and let, me, <clears throat> let me also add to that. I am pretty sure, you know, if you've read our, our, our blogs, you know some of the things that we talk about. You know, talk about I've, I've written some. One of them was about why, uh, why suicide doesn't mean damnation. Uh, I did another one just recently about do all religions point to the same God? I'm almost positive that the, the people that read our blogs, the people that are listening to this podcast, agree with us. I know that. I know that you're going to listen to this video by him, and you're going to you're going to uh, disapprove of what he's saying. You're going to agree with us. I know that. But the 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 purpose is that you would learn from these things, so that when somebody who is struggling with this comes to you and says, you know, I saw this video on 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 YouTube, or maybe they just heard it from a teacher, you know, he gives a pretty good argument against Christianity or against religion in general. You know, I, I think I think that's pretty legitimate that you would be able to have a good response to that. I mean, just to give you a per- per- personal example, the other day, Ricky and I belong to a, um, I won't name it, but we belong to a private group for apologetics. It's about 6,000 members. Um, and uh, the other day, and I think it actually has, didn't you say it had some pretty legitimate people that yeah, were involved? Some pretty well-known apologists on there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's a good, it has a good purpose. And, you know, with all that many people on there, one thing we realize is that, I didn't even know if many of them even know what apologetics is. Right. Um, you know, though I, I shared my uh, blog on there, the post, um, do all religions point to the same God? But once again, I know everybody on an apologetics group is going to believe, no, not all religions do point to the same God. So what I got from that was a lot of comments and not very many reads. And so people were, were commenting, no, not all religions do point to the same God. Well, I know you agree with me. I know that... If I'm if I'm writing this and sharing it to a Christian website, you're probably going to agree with me. That's not the point. The point is so that you can help people, so that when somebody does raise this claim, you can answer it well. And I remember, you know, I I, I looked at some of the comments, and some of them were just ridiculous. You know, one one person even commented the first commandment. You know, no gods before me. So well, that doesn't help somebody that's really struggling with with you know something their teacher told them. All religions point to the same God. Well, no, 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 no gods before me. You didn't answer the question. You know, you brushed them off. Uh, so that's the purpose of what we're doing here. And I want to say, once again, we're not trying to to, to um, be rude to, to him. We're not trying to, 
to, to tear him down or anything like that. And, and at times you'll hear us say something or comment something that he says that's legitimate. It's a good question that you should ask. Uh, and some of the, some of his his views on things are pretty legitimate. I watched one of his videos, and I, I wouldn't recommend it because there's some things in there that are just wrong. But he has a video about um, is is teaching your children your religion child abuse, and I I watched it expecting him just to lay into those you know who are spiritual and say yes it's child abuse you shouldn't force your children to do anything. That really wasn't what I got. It was a pretty legitimate answer. Not everything right. was good. I didn't agree with everything, but it was a pretty good video. I a lot of it I did agree with. I thought, yeah, you're exactly right. He talked about, um, you know, and if your religion tells you uh, to not take your children to the doctor because, well, just pray for them, they'll be okay. Yeah, that's child abuse. Okay, take your child to the doctor. Don't withhold medical assistance from them. He's exactly right. He has some pretty good points here, and we're going to point those out and. And do you have anything more to add to that? Well, I think just before we get into the video, maybe we should talk about, because maybe the listeners don't exactly know us that well. Maybe they don't understand what drives us or maybe something in the past that's caused us to want to do this mm-hmm. or, you know, our past and defending uh, the gospel. <clears throat> well, uh, Dylan and I were both, we, we both went to public school growing up. We weren't Christian school. We weren't homeschooled or anything like that. Um, Not once. <laughs> and, uh, well... When I was I was I was saved uh, as a younger child, mm-hmm. and you know I grew up in public school, and I was going to church, and you know I knew like Bible verses, and I knew all of the the academic things, like you know, well, who was Abraham's son, and you know all of these all of these you know like the Old Testament Bible stories and things like that. And then when I got to high school, I took a I took a class, and it had to do with you know different ethics, and it had to do with worldviews and things like that, and. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to defend my faith mm-hmm. and it really frustrated me. And I, you know, I was, I didn't want to go back to church. You know, I, it was like things were like the, like the veil was open and I didn't, Oh, Christianity was a scam this whole time. Right. And it was, it, and it was the kind of stuff that we're going to listen to that Hamet, he, that he talks about. It was those kind of questions. Well, that's just like hypocritical. And that just doesn't make any sense. Of course it doesn't make sense. Why would I want to be a Christian now? Like look at how ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm. And it was this simple kind of argumentation and these simple questions that, just assume so much and aren't very, um, they're not very, um, you know, it, it, it takes a stance that doesn't really do any real research and looking into what the actual issue is. It mm-hmm. just kind of skirts around things and like, well, look, Christians are stupid. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that aggravated me. And then when I got to college, I went to a Christian college and, you know, I was, I graduated a ministry degree. That's where we met. Yeah, that's where we met. And I got more into apologetics and realized the Bible does hold answers. It's just not, I have to read the Bible and then, you know, eventually the answers will come to me. No, if we study the Bible and read God's word, Mm -hmm. we can know these answers, but we don't have to just say, well, just read the Bible, the Bible, you know, the Bible. There's actual answers and there's actual legitimate defenses for the faith. And it's mostly by critiquing another worldview coming at you. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll talk more about that later, but that's that's something that drives us, or drives me specifically, um, not having been able to defend the faith before and getting frustrated, and but realizing now the Bible does have answers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, and, and some of these things are just strictly philosophical. Some of them, you know, one thing, you may listen to this video and think, well, really, what what, what difference does it make? And I, I would suggest to you, if, if you're in that situation, maybe not here in the Bible Belt, but there are so many uh, people our age and, and right. younger and older, you know, both both on both sides, um, that will 
that have questions and they look it up on YouTube, they look it up on, on Google, mm-hmm. and he comes up. Mm-hmm. And then they just jump on the bandwagon. You know, I've never thought about that before. That He raises a really good question. Hmm, maybe my religion isn't what I thought it was. Right. Okay, we, we, we want to counter that. Okay, it's not a good thing. The whole the whole purpose of atheism and spreading the atheistic truth to me is just off the wall. I don't understand if if you don't believe there's any God, why in the world you'd want to start a, a ministry, right? you know, spreading, spreading that gospel, that false gospel. You know, I, I don't, that's, the, that's the purpose, okay? The, there are people that are led astray by these videos. Like I said, he out of the half a million views that he has, he has almost 15,000 likes. You know, so there are people that are getting on this bandwagon. You read the comments, and they're just blasphemous. They're just terrible. There are people that are lost. They're watching these videos, and they have these arguments, and they're not good. And you can think about them logically, and we're here to help you do that. So we'll go ahead, and unless you have anything to add to that, we'll go ahead and jump straight into the Just the, the word to maybe the, <clears throat> the struggling high schooler or college student. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be scared of the atheistic professor or the atheistic teacher or wherever or, you know, the group or whatever. You don't have to be afraid of them. Because you have answers, absolutely, and you have a legitimate defense, and you have actual truth, and you have a you have a foundation, a basis to actually stand on and make claims like these. The atheist does not. So let's just, let's just get into it. All right. Starting with with point one that he raises. If God knows everything we're gonna do in the future, then we don't have free will, but we do. Uh, do you want to just keep playing for the first? couple there because it kind of gets into the same thing. Yeah, you want to do the first and second one together? Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll go and play the second one as well. If God doesn't know everything we're going to do in the future, then he's not really omniscient. God... Okay. So he's talking about free will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, he does jump into the <laughs> the deep end there. Let's talk about free will. Yeah. Um, well, you have to first define what free will is. Right. Um, so... If we're going to talk about humans or, or man having free will, we're going to have to first talk about what does that mean. So do I have the free will? Like me and Dylan are in a room right now and there's a closet across the room. Do I have the free will to just walk up and open that door? Yes. Yes, I do. Right. Do I have the free will to hover, defy gravity, to float through the door and open it from the other side because I somehow went through the wall and, were, well, and went to the closet without opening the door? Mm-hmm. No. I don't have free will to do that. Okay. Man is bound by his nature, okay? Right. So in that sense, you don't have free will. So what we're saying is God has created us. God has made us and is sovereign over all of these things, mm-hmm. has given us a nature, and we are free to do. We, are, we have free will within that sovereignty, within his sovereignty, within that nature right. that he has given us. Right. And, and you know, I think that also, you know, it, I find it odd that I don't know how much Schmidt knows about systematic theology or about about Christian doctrine or anything like that. It's odd to me that he jumped into one of the greatest debates, mm-hmm. not even in Christian history. You know, he, this has been debated before, uh, well, it would well before Christ, but but even before really. It's, it's not just a Christian debate. It's, right. It's, it's a it's a bit, it's a debate in the secular realm too. Right. You know, and, and he just jumped straight into that, and that's something that evolutionists struggle with as well to to determine those things. Right. Uh, and you know, the atheistic perspective is, you know, if we come from, you know, an evolutionary, you know, Big Bang evolution, if you look at the what we actually are in that worldview, then we're just biological machines. Right. So in that sense, do you really have free will? Mm-hmm. No, you're you're bound to what your brain is doing, the the chemical reactions, the 
um, you know, it's, it's, you're bound to being just what your DNA is. I think it was, I don't remember who it was, like somebody like Dawkins or, or, or somebody like that, like uh, maybe Neil deGrasse Tyson said, we're, we're just dancing to our DNA mm-hmm. or, or something along that line. Right. We're just, a, we're just an animal. So in that sense, we don't have free will either. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but we, we, we have free will within God's uh, sovereignty and his, his creation. So God does know everything. He decrees all things. He decrees all things. And I think that is something that we need to really focus on. You should never feel guilty for standing on God's sovereignty. Right. You know, that, that is something that I realize that people get really offended by. And, but that's, that's just the case. If, if you want to argue that God did not decree everything, you will find yourself, if you ever meet an atheist who is, is uh, more studied, is more educated, um, you're going to find yourself floundering. You know, and we, we were just kind of talking about physical free will, like mm-hmm. the ability to do things. Well, if you take the more spiritual side, the more biblical side, maybe there's a Christian listening and talk, maybe like the free will. In, and uh, as a Christian, <clears throat> when it comes to your spiritual, uh, sinful life, the sinner, the sinner is bound to his nature. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, uh, sin was brought into the world, and man, and man ever since then has been has been bound into sin. Mm-hmm. So we have a nature that is sinful. We can't do good. The Bible says there is no, there, uh, there's not one good. So we can't do good outside of Christ. Our works are like filthy rags. So right. we can't do anything outside of our sinful nature. It takes an act of God mm-hmm. to change that internal nature to be actually free from a bondage of sin. Right. And you know the the whole first the whole second point you know if God doesn't know everything we will do in the future then He's not omniscient. Well, obviously that's that's a contradiction of of the definition. Um, so just to answer that. Yes, God knows everything. God decreed all things. Right. Um, so yes, He is omniscient. So He would be right if God didn't know everything that would that was going to happen in the future. Then He wouldn't be omniscient. But He does because He decreed it because right. He willed it. Uh, so he is omniscient. Well, we're going to move on to point three. I think I actually missed like the first word of what he says. I'll try to backtrack just a little bit. God couldn't stop a murder when there were only four people on earth. I, I want to comment on this. Uh, and before I even answer his, his, his uh, point that he's raising, when there's only four people on earth, to me, that, uh, that takes away his credibility. Because if he had studied his Bible, if he, you know, he's making a, him, it's making a video right now. He's trying to destroy Christianity. He's trying to tear it down. The video is titled Reason to Stop Leaving in God, but it's very clear that it's geared specifically toward Christianity. Okay. He's, he, he is gearing this towards the Bible, the God of the Bible. Um, God couldn't stop a murder with only four people on earth. That shows me that you didn't read it, that you didn't study it. Right. Were there only four people on earth? Obviously not, mm-hmm. because right after uh, Cain kills Abel, what does he cry out to God about? They're going to kill me. They're going to kill me. It's not just his parents. There are other people on earth. He has brothers and sisters that are ticked off that they killed his brother. Right. Uh, so there are way more people than that. Cain most likely, well, he most likely did, already have his wife by then. Mm-hmm. So there was not just four people on earth. No, that's not answering the question, but I'm just trying to point that out, okay? that You didn't study this. You didn't... Uh, have a good logic behind this. I, I realize that he's trying to be a little bit degrading. The The argument is God couldn't stop a murder. He adds the four people on earth to try to be rude. You know, I get that. But it's not credible. It's not what the Bible teaches. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as God couldn't stop a murder, 
uh, goes back to really what we what we just said right. about about that. You know, the fall. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, did God make Cain kill Abel? No, we're we're responsible for our actions. Absolutely, and we can't out, act outside of our nature. Mm-hmm. Cain was acting within his own nature. Absolutely, and that nature is sinful, and it Cain didn't like something, so he killed his brother. Absolutely, and uh, it all has to do with a God man relationship issue. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> we'll, we'll go ahead and move on to point four. If we're supposed to be God's special creatures then the universe is full of a lot of wasted space. (laughs) Like, I I think at first, it it doesn't really make sense. (laughs) I think he's saying humans are God's, you know, special creation, and then you have, like, a huge, vast, wide universe. Maybe so. And there's only so many humans, and wasted space, well, that's subjective. Um, You know, I think that would emphasize, actually, the specialness of man, uh, you know, just these few, but God, absolutely. Look, it, it, it all goes back to God proving that God exists. Like mm-hmm. he created all this, but he also created the small, finite, right. intricate things the like atoms, us. Right. So yeah, that, that, that whole statement to me, uh, is, is almost irrelevant. It's kind of like random, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like where do, do babies go when they die? <laughs> you know, just throw that in there at random. Where do, do humans have to be everywhere? Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. If, 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 uh, if we're God's special creatures, there's a lot of wasted space. I, I don't, I don't even understand what what point he's trying to raise there. And I'm not trying to be rude in that. I'm just, I don't understand what legitimacy that is. Maybe he's alluding to like extraterrestrial alien. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. And, you know, and I keep in mind, and I'm gonna keep bringing this up throughout the video. The title of the video is "22 Reasons to Stop Believing in God." Because if we're God's special creatures, there's a lot of wasted space. That's why you should stop believing in God. It's irrelevant. A lot of just simple study of the Christian worldview and of God's Word, the Bible, mm-hmm. would eliminate half of this, even more than that. It would eliminate a majority of all of this kind of just snide remarks and just, well, let's throw this out there. It, 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 it doesn't really make sense. Right. Anyways. We'll go to the point number five. Myth of a great flood and a virgin birth were around long before Jesus came around. Maybe those are just elements of an interesting story. If there was so many stories of one event taking place like a flood, would it not point to the evidence that there was a flood at Absolutely. one point? Absolutely. And now let me let me also add to that his, his argument. The myth of a flood and a virgin birth were around long before Christ. Yeah, yeah. it was. You know, <laughs> we, ad, we admit that. Read the Old Testament. That was before Christ. Hundreds of years before Christ came, they predicted a virgin would conceive. It's in what, Isaiah, what do we say? Isaiah, Isaiah. seven 14. Yeah. I'll read you the, the verse. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah was written about 700 years before Christ. Right. Uh, I think we're having another, another buzz coming in. There we go. Uh, it was about 700 years before Christ. Yeah, it's part of the Bible. We know that it was a long time before Christ. So his prediction of he'll be born of a virgin, it came before Christ. It was fulfilled prophecy. Of right. course, it could, it happened. It would not be prophecy fulfilled if it didn't happen before Christ. Right. And along with the flood, too, Moses wrote the account of the flood. Thousands of years. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it was around a long time before Christ. Christ didn't write it. Christ didn't write the Bible, by the way. I don't. I think there was some movie that came out. I don't remember what it was, but they were asking him who wrote the Bible. He's like, Jesus wrote the Bible, obviously, and it was a joke. Jesus didn't write the Bible, right? You know, right. I mean, that's just simple nonsense. You know, I, I, I 
my, my uh, I won't go into much detail. I don't want to give too much away. Uh, somebody told me the other day that a, a child had told them um, they didn't believe the Bible because Jesus didn't write it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It, then Jesus didn't exist. I know. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, so you can't trust the authors, you know? So <laughs> Actually, Jesus did because Jesus is God and God, you know, impressed upon men. Right. Yeah. In that sense, yeah. And te- technically, yes. But Jesus, as the physical man that he was, did not sit and write the Bible. Right. Well, let's move on to point six. Virgins can't get pregnant. Not without modern medicine, anyway. Mich- He's just stating truth. Yeah. <laughs> Virgins can't get pregnant. That would be. That's the point. I mean, he, he's 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 making fun of the virgin birth of Christ, mm-hmm. and of course, virgins cannot get pregnant. That would be the point that, of yeah, coming into the world from a virgin. It's a miracle. That mm-hmm. is the point of miracles. Absolutely. I think, I think a lot of the time, Christians and you know even apologists try to go out of their way to prove how a miracle could have happened, and that's totally going against the whole point of it being a miracle in the first place. It does not happen within the bounds of nature and of uh, natural law it's a miracle it happens outside of natural Mm -hmm. law right so why explain something that cannot actually happen outside of it being miraculous and divine yeah and and perhaps it'd be important to add to look when you defend your faith the bible stands for itself you don't have to justify anything in scripture um because somebody has a problem with it the bible is perfectly capable of defending itself you know that that's the point of scripture so you, you don't have to exceed your bounds you know and explain how no this is possible philosophically well no that's the point that's that's the point in there being a god uh if you deny the supernatural then yeah it's impossible but yet that's the significance of jesus that's the significance of the christian faith um and and if you we don't have time to get into it today but there's a lot of theological value to jesus uh being seen by the holy spirit you know, and right. not having a biological father. There's a lot of significance to that. That's the that's the purpose of Christianity. Uh, so there's not so much more you can say to that. I mean, yeah, virgins can't get pregnant, but that's mm. that's the point. Thank you. Yeah, move on to the next point. Medicine anyway. Michelle Bachman and Sarah Palin, Christian. Barney Frank, not a Christian. I don't. I mean, I just think this is just pure like look at stupid Christians kind Mm -hmm. of obviously in the political realm and in, you know, social media and, and, you know, the media in general, Michelle Bachman and um, Sarah Palin are seen as kind of like jokes. They're seen as like, wow, they're just, you know, crazy. You know, they're just idiots. I think that's the, that's the perception of them. Mm -hmm. And so they identify as Christians, conservative Christians at that. And so Michelle Bachman and Sarah Palin are stupid Christians so you need to stop believing in God. Oh, but look at Barney Frank. He's a gay, democratic, you know, he's a liberal. Uh, he's a politician. He's obviously smart. I, right. I, I think that's what, I think that's the point he's saying. Barney right. Frank's not, I don't really know. I don't really know who really Barney Frank is. I had to Barney look him Frank up. Is, I didn't but, know who he was. Um, but, you know, it. if you stop believing in God because of Sarah Palin and <laughs> Michelle Bachman, right. then there's another issue then. There's another issue there, <laughs> right? You know, and, and that's not a slam on, on Michelle Bachman and Sarah Palin. That that that's his argument. It, it's a slam on them. They're Christians, therefore God isn't real. Okay? Right. I want you to consider that, um, and and see its illegitimacy. There's not too much more we could add to that. God seems to agree with you about everything. Isn't that a coincidence? And isn't it also a coincidence that God seems to agree with all those Christians who also disagree with you? 
I don't really know what how that disproves God. I, one thing I, I do want to add is that if if okay, God's not agreeing with you. Okay, if that's your purpose in Christianity is so that you know, well, God God agrees with me. God's on my side. Well, that may be true, but your purpose is not so that God will agree with you. It's so that you will agree with His Word. Right. It, if, it, if God agrees with you on everything, mm-hmm. then you don't actually then you're not living an actual Christian life, and you're not a Christian if God agrees with everything you do. Right. You As know, we talked about before with our nature and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like if God agrees with everything in your nature, that's not, that's not, that's not God. Right. You know, and, and that, that's, the, that's the purpose. You know, um, if God agrees with you about everything and he agrees with everybody, okay, well, that's illogical. Okay, Th- that may be the argument. You know, well, and I think he's probably making a poke at denominations. And maybe, maybe, like, I don't know if he's talking about inter-Christian faith denominations or if he's talking about, you know, there's Muslims and then there's Hindus. Right. And they disagree with us. Well, then you would have to, then you would have to get into the debate about your foundation. Mm-hmm. Where, how does your worldview look in, you know, is it consistent? And as we'll talk about later on, he's not talking from a consistent worldview either. Right. And we'll get into more of that later, but... <clears throat> If he wants to have a debate about you know interfaith things, then he would first need to be a Christian and study up on the Bible right. to to have a foot in that. But if he wants to talk about other um, you know actual religions, then that's that's another thing. Right. Um, no, we don't agree, and we shouldn't agree mm-hmm. because our foundations are different. Right. And, and and the whole argument comes back to well, what does the Bible say? Right. You know, so it's it's not really a matter of what you believe; it's about what Scripture teaches. So if that's our if that's our discussion, well, God agrees with me. Well, God, no, God agrees with me. You have to go back to Scripture. There's no there's no argument there. If the Bible says one thing and it agrees with one person, and the other person's arguing something else, it's not in Scripture. That the Bible does not teach, then the other person's wrong. God does not agree with them. Uh, so in that sense, you know, yeah, okay, well, that may be odd. That's not disproving God. At the same time, um, we have to go back to Scripture, and that, that's a more of a drive to Christians in itself. Man's confusion of the infinite mm-hmm. does not disprove that the infinite exists. You're finite. You're not going to understand. <laughs> he's probably going to make he's going to make a comment later on in this video about saying God works in mysterious ways, you know, and things like that. Right. Stop asking questions. Right. Um, that's not what we're talking about. You 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 literally cannot understand everything because you are a finite being. Right. You can't understand an infinite God. Right. Totally. And I have one theology professor that kind of put it this way, just to put it in extreme layman's terms. Your logic is busted. Right. Okay. And, and that's evidence of the fall. So many so many things that atheists raise against Christians and, and or against humans in general, there can't be a God because of this, can be explained by the fall. Okay. Right. Christians do have an explanation for that. It's the fall. That's why and we'll, we'll, he brings this up later, I'll, and I'll, I'll get into that. <laughs> but um, that's why we are the way that we are. That's why we're messed up. That's why bad things happen is because of the fall. If that right. hadn't been the case, it's not God's doing, right? That's just because of the fall. Uh, so we'll move on to the next point. If you ever wrote a book with that many contradictions in it, your publishers would have to pull it from the shelves. Okay. This is really a slam on... T- uh, on people who have spent their lives dedicated to uh, exegeting maybe just one book of the Bible. They want right. to make it so clear. Theologians, I guess we could say pastors and everything, it extremely ex- insults the intelligence of those people saying, you know, it's that contradictions that you just don't see or that you just don't admit to. I find it odd that if that were the case, if there were a book with so many contradictions in it, 
it, it wouldn't have been published in the first place. It wouldn't have been published in the first place. Um, you know, and it, whenever people raise, and I've heard that before, said, so, well, the Bible just has so many contradictions. And I'm always kind of like, where? You know, mm-hmm. where are your arguments for that? And I know there was one guy on, on the internet that had the, the picture. He drew a red line to every contradiction. It's like 600 and some yeah. contradictions. You know, go through them. Okay. Yeah. A little thought into the, each issue. And, you know, if you studied it out, it's really not that hard to just prove almost, all of them. Right. Um, it's difficult sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's not impossible to to if you just study it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, look look for an answer. And if if that's the case, and I'm always you know asking those people, okay, show me where, where does it where am I contradicting myself? Where does Scripture contradict? I, I want to know these things because if I'm wrong, I need to be told that. But if you're just telling me your issues with it and something that I don't know uh, his situation, maybe he's read the Bible. I hope so. Um, you have to show me. You can, okay, no, no. There's just a lot of contradictions in it. Okay, but you repeating that doesn't doesn't convince me. That's why I should stop believing in God. Okay, I can read my Bible on my own, um, and I can I can see if there's contradictions in myself. That that's more of a rant yeah. than it is an argument. Most of the issues that they're pointed to as contradictions are just something <laughs> on the face that just seems contradictory. But if you delve into it. Right. It will make sense. It will make sense. You know, look look for an answer. You know, th- that's the purpose. And even, even and get into some scripture here, even Peter tells us some of the things Paul wrote are hard to understand. Right. You know, it, it, it's okay to struggle understanding scripture sometimes. It's part of your fallenness. It's part of the way things are. You can find an answer. It takes effort sometimes. And, I, and if you're one of those people, and I, I don't want to offend anybody, but if, if you're one of those people of that are against um, external resources, extra biblical resources, um, uh, you know, scholarship, theologians to help you understand your Bible uh, other than your pastor. You know, you're just, you're against any sort of help that way. You just want to rely completely on the Holy Spirit. I I think you're missing out on a lot that the Holy Spirit has to offer you. And and maybe you listen to that and say, well, I can imagine anybody like that. There are a lot of people like that. That just you know, well, all theologians—they all disagree on on everything. So, there people have given their life to just you know one book of the Bible, right? To study it out and to to exegete it and to make sense of it, you know, and it. Right, and and you know, look, it's a waste. It, it's not everybody's no. calling to go to Bible college, right? It's not. It's not everybody's everybody's uh, calling to go get a Master of Divinity, a PhD in theology. It's not everybody's calling, but it is some people's calling. And it's some people's calling you to write books on those things to help you who are, who's not who doesn't have that calling. So you don't have the calling. You have a calling to go into medicine. You have a call, uh, calling to go more, uh, you know, into like uh, the, the trade industry where you're you're doing plumbing or something like that. That's your calling. It's not that you go get a Bible. It's not that you don't know your Bible. It's not that you don't study up and that you don't find yourself approved. But it is that you're not called into full-time vocational ministry and, and called to get a degree in that. There are people that have, and and God has used them in great ways, and he can use those resources to teach you better what your Bible teaches. You, I feel like you really uh, deny what the Holy Spirit has to offer you when you are so ignorant of that. It, it's an important thing. Use those resources. Not not everything is good, but a lot of it is. God has given us a—God is very gracious, and today— you, you really have no excuse. There are so many good right. theologians on YouTube. On uh, and if you 
if you have questions about who about a certain theologian or whatever, you can send us a message on lightanddarknessblog.com. Send us a message and ask us. We'll if we don't know who they are, we'll study them, study them up. Just because we don't know who they are doesn't mean that they're they're bad. Uh, you know, maybe they have some really good things to say, but their doctrine of the Trinity is just bogus, and mm-hmm. we need to address that. But there are so many good things, so many good resources for you to use. There, you you can't stand on the sideline and say there's just so many contradictions. You have resources now. You study them out. You come to a conclusion. Don't just buy into what an atheist tells you about Scripture. My computer shut If God made us in His image, why do we have vestigial body parts and organs that often fail? Go I ahead. think... Uh, go oh, go ahead. You, know, uh, you please go ahead. Um, how does He know that these body parts are vestigial? How does He know that these body parts don't actually have a purpose? Right. Well, you know, sometimes they actually do, and most of all of the time, they actually do serve a purpose. Right. Um, when it comes to them failing and things like that, that has to do again with the fall, with a cursed earth, with um, the sin nature, and I mean, it just doesn't affect the way we behave. It it, it affects everything. Right. Our DNA has problems in it because of the fall. Because of the fall, it, it, and it goes back to that. Okay. Uh, well, what what about the image of God in us? Well, the image of God is busted in right. us. It's it's not the way that it should be. Adam and Eve were perfect. You're not. Right. So that's why that's the case. And you know, we 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 went to a conference a few weeks ago uh, where we listened to Ken Ham give an illustration about where the races came from, um, where uh, where we all came from, and you you have copies of copies of copies of copies of DNA. Everybody is related. You can't get around that, even if you're an evolutionist. Uh, everybody's related. And you keep making copies of the same DNA, and now we have imperfections. You know, and that's not vestigial parts, but, but now one eye is bigger than the other, or like me, one ear sticks out farther than the other. <laughs> you know, you have these problems because of the fall and because of where we're at in our DNA over the line of being passed down, being copied over and over and over again. Uh, that's not an argument against against God. That's not a reason to stop believing in God. God has an answer for that. He says it's because of the fall. That's why you're in the situation that you're in now. Right. Um, so that's not a reason to stop stop believing in God. 99.9% of all the species God ever supposedly created are extinct. How many do-overs does God need? God- I don't understand what he means by how many do-overs does God need. And I'd really love to understand how he comes up with 99.9% of all animals are extinct <laughs> that God supposedly created. I don't... That's kind of weird to me. Um, mm-hmm. I really don't know what that is coming from, or, or like how he can justify that number. Right, a do-over <clears throat> would be the like the population of deer went extinct and then they came back. Okay, that that would be a, a do-over. Uh, I don't, I don't, I still don't understand. Like, um, God doesn't have do-overs. He, he there is no do-over with God. Um, Everything from the beginning of time has been planned. He has decreed it. Uh, if it happens, God decreed it. Right. So there's no do-over. I know it's just kind of like, you know, a snide remark. And, you know, oh, God needed a do-over. I guess he's not all-powerful. And things like that, rude. you know. Um, so I, I, I don't know if you have anything to say to that. I really don't know what to say to that because it doesn't make any sense. Right. It, it's, it's irrelevant. <clears throat> it's not a, you know, it's not 22 reasons to stop believing in God, one of them being because so many species are extinct, God needs a lot of do-overs. It's irrelevant. That makes no sense. No logical sense at all. That's not a reason to stop believing in God. You're talking about wrecking somebody's worldview here. You're talking about wrecking what somebody was raised to believe. Uh, 
uh, one of these things that make up population, okay? Not even not even just Christianity, okay? Majority of the world believes in a God. Right. They don't believe in the God of the Bible, but majority of people in the world believe in a God. Everybody needs to stop doing that because there are so many species that are extinct. God needs a lot to do over. And is it, I don't know why, the way he's coming at this question, is it God's fault that these things are extinct? Right. Because in my, from what I can see, if an animal goes extinct, it's because of man. Right. And as we've already said, everything trails back to the fall. Man does stupid things. Man does bad things. Right. And so they don't steward the earth as God told us to do. So we do bad things to the earth and then animals go extinct. Right. It's our own fault. Right. Evidence of the fall. Right. Evidence of the fall. I need. God doesn't exist because I said so. What? You don't like that reason? Because that's the same reason a lot of parents and pastors give to children to convince them God does exist. Let me let me go ahead and, and, and say, he's exactly right. If that is your argument for your children, and I'm not a parent, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't try to step in, overstep my bounds or anything like that. If that is your argument, we believe in God because, because I said so. We go to church because I said so. Then you're not teaching your children to to have a reason for what they believe, right. which is unbiblical. Right. Okay, First Peter three fifteen. Give it. Be ready always. To give a man, every man, an answer to reason that. I messed that whole verse up. Be ready always to give an answer to everyone that asketh the reason for the hopes in you with meekness and fear. If you're not training them as they grow up to have a reason for what they believe, they will not have an apologetic when they get older. And it all comes back to you. If you're just saying God exists because I said so, mm-hmm. that's because you're not actually living out your worldview. You're not living out what the Bible says. Right. If you're going to say, I'm a Christian, why don't you teach the kid in ways that they can understand? Well, this is why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. You see daddy and mommy go to church and see us give money, or you see us talk to other people about right. what the Bible says, because the, because we believe what this, what the Bible is saying. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is, this is the, this is what God's word is. This is what it says. That's the that kind of answers you should be giving. You should, well, I said so. That doesn't, I don't know anybody personally that's done that, mm-hmm. but obviously there's been experiences. Yeah, no, I wouldn't that doubt that that would happen, happen right. at all. And, and I'll be honest, if I had to say that any of his arguments are legitimate, I would kind of have to stretch this one, but I would probably say that, that this one has more legitimacy than, than any of the other ones that he holds to. Stop. Why should you stop believing in God? Well, did your parent tell you to believe it because they said so? If that's the case, then you have no foundation for what you believe. Right. I, you know, and you know, you have taken baby steps. And I realize that not everybody, like I said earlier, has the opportunity to study Bible at a Christian college. Not everybody does. Uh, so that may be your situation. And then it would come back to what do you know about your faith? Uh, or have you studied and have you trained up? Do you know why you believe what you believe? Uh, it doesn't have to be complex answers, okay? It's not so complex, you know, in after thinking about all this, now I'm a Christian. Okay, no, I, I don't think that's how we've come to our faith at all. Um, but, you know, teach them in, in baby steps. Obviously, you wouldn't want to start out, you know, at two years old telling them, about all the manuscripts that we have today or anything like that. You know, you would you would want to take it slower than that. Right. But we have reasons for what we believe. And it's more there's more to it than just it's just what I was always raised to believe and we're gonna do the same thing. Ask me in my house, we should serve the Lord. No questions asked. Okay, no. You you need to have a reason for what you believe. He meant is absolutely right about that. You don't teach your children to believe the Bible's word of God because you said so. Um, because then they're going to get older, they're going to ask questions and that you didn't answer when they were growing up. Um, so it's important 
don't let their faith stand on your word. Let it stand on the Bible right. and, and, and the support that you have for that. The Holocaust. Okay, so this is where I really want to get into what foundation uh, Hamet is coming from. Okay, obviously his point here is the Holocaust, where millions and millions of Jews were killed by mm-hmm. somebody, and that is a really bad thing. And because that really bad thing happened, God doesn't exist, because why would a good God allow something like that to happen? Right. And that's legitimate. That's legitimate. Mm-hmm. Why would... Okay, you can ask that question, but from his perspective... It doesn't make any sense for him to ask that question because if he comes from an evolutionary, atheistic, materialistic worldview where there was a big bang, heating and cooling, and then somehow life began, and then we just evolved to where we are right now. We're nothing but biological machines that react and do things because of just our DNA, because of the way we are. Okay, And to kill somebody is not bad because you cannot have bad and you cannot have good from that perspective right good and bad come from god because god is the definition of good right and to go against what god says would be the definition of bad the transgression or the breaking of god's law is Mm -hmm. bad to kill somebody is bad the reason the holocaust is bad is because to kill people is bad okay to murder people is bad but to say that the holocaust is bad and then there is no god because if god would have allowed the holocaust and there's no god doesn't make sense from an evolutionary atheistic worldview because from the atheistic worldview there is no good or bad it's all relative right okay and if that were true if it was relative if it just depends on where you are if it just depends on what time and what you know particular culture you're in okay then the Holocaust was actually good in the German or in the Nazi uh, era okay Mm -hmm. it was good but if it was bad then why was it if it wasn't bad if, 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 oh, I'm sorry. If good and bad are, are relative and are dependent upon what culture you're in, then why were Nazis and why were people who did those crimes, why were they tried and found guilty of those things at right. the Nuremberg trials? Right, right. Because it is bad and there is an, uh, there is a, there's a standard that we're appealing to and it's God's standard. We wouldn't have that if we didn't get it intrinsically. And 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 uh, trans uh, and from God when He created us in His image. Um, even Hamid has said, "If we're created in the image of God, well, we are created in the image of God, and we have these values. We have good and bad because God has 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 given us those things when we were created." Right, and and you could almost argue there, and I, I don't know how well it would it would carry. Um, if there was no God, uh, morality is all relative. Um, then it would have never stopped. Right, right. It would it would have never end. Who cares? End. It would who cares because Nazis are being killed. There's no or, 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 uh, Jews are being killed by Nazis because there's no reason <clears throat> to stop it. It's all relative. There, you can't actually call it bad. Okay, it's not that. It's not immoral. It it cannot be when you have no standard. And I, you know you this is probably one of the biggest arguments in in atheism. It's just the morality argument, but it folds. It itself. Right. It, it can't carry any weight in of itself. If a mint was arguing with me and he said, you can't say that, that's wrong. And I say, well, I can say that it's right. And he says there's no, there, it's relative and truth is relative and things like that. Then he's automatically disproving himself by saying if morality is, is relative, that's his opinion. And he's saying that. And it automatically folds on itself when you say that because 
that is an absolute statement. Right. There's no absolutes. That's an absolute statement. It right. folds in on itself. Right. And, and, and not to just, I, I don't want to, to just undercut his whole argument as far as, far as saying, say, well, you can't say that. Well, you can't. And we made that clear. Now, to address the Holocaust in and of itself, really, we already have. Um, talking about God's sovereignty, do bad things happen? Yes, they do, because man is wicked. Right. And, and, and no, you, you can't add any more to that. And you could you could always say, well, God should stop every bad thing that ever happened. But then you go back to the fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, then you, you get back to the free choice to eat of the fruit. Right. You know, then you, you get into the whole basis for where we're at today, why we're having to make this video in the first place is because of the fall. Um, so that's that was why you could answer that. And I don't want to just argue. I'm not a fan. I know Ricky's not either. Why do bad things happen to good people? Free will. Okay, lame. Lame argument. Uh, you, you And I would suggest you look, watch um, James White's debate with, um, is it David Silverman? Is that his name? Silverman, yeah. Yeah. Silverman. Um, Look it up. Watch whenever he raises this question about Adam and Eve in the garden, about free will and about God's sovereignty. Uh, he, he, James White, is obviously on a completely different level than we are. Um, but, but intellectually. intellectually, intellectually, yeah, sure. Uh, he, he can answer that that question probably even better than anybody else could. Um, but that to say, it all goes back to that: the decision to eat of the fruit. We're in the situation today. And, and, and I feel like I'm leaving this part out. What is the purpose in everything that happens today? And back in at that time, at the time of the fall, what's the purpose? To bring glory to God. Right. That's the purpose of everything. Say, so, right. well, why did God let all this happen? Well, you might not understand it, but to bring glory to himself. Right. And it absolutely does do that. You may have a hard time seeing it, and you can look at anything and say anything bad does not give give God glory. Uh, if everything was good, that would be giving God glory. And that's an, a a complete lie. That wouldn't be the case at all. Um, that's the purpose. Why did the fall happen? To give God glory. Well, let's clarify. God does not get glory from actual sin. Right. God does right. not glorify in sin. Right. But He does glorify in responses. And even though sin has happened, you still have a trust. God glories in that. Right. Right. Yeah, I didn't want to try to say, see, you sin. God glory. <laughs> no, nothing like that. Yeah, you, you, you said that very well. We'll move on to the next one. The proof people give for why God exists is so often based on their personal experiences. You know, uh, God spoke to them. They feel God. They just know God exists. It's the sort of proof we would never take seriously if it were applied anywhere else. I think he's absolutely right. Absolutely right. Even um, in the Christian uh, realm, we we don't. Well, there is that. There is that personal experience. There is that spiritual. Um, you know, that spiritual change that happens within, but that's not solely what your salvation or what your experience or, or like why you believe in God. That's not what it's based on. Your experience is not the main point. Right. Um, I, I want to, to make this, this is a, a definitely a theological debate. Um, and if we were and not slamming in the denomination, if we were charismatics, there may be some weight to that. Okay. Right. There, there may be, 
your our, your personal experience should never be an apologetic, never ever. Um, there it's irrelevant because it's it you cannot prove it. You, you, there's no um, no foundation to it. It's just complete. Anybody can say anything, you know. And, and people typically do. I hear right. people tell me, uh, e- even here in the Bible Belt, well, God told me. And I even heard some preachers say, I heard, they heard the audible voice of God. And I'm thinking, no, you didn't. You right. did not hear the audible voice of God. Uh, you may have 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 felt the the Spirit move you. You may have. Uh, had it, God gave you desire that you hadn't had before. Same thing with me and, and you, and you going into ministry. I don't know about you, but I knew that that's what God wanted me to do because I didn't want I didn't want to do that before, and now I did. Right. Um, you know, you may have have feel like that God's telling you to do something like that, but you did not hear the audible voice of God. And I've heard people even tell me said sitting right like you and I are sitting right here next to one another. God spoke to me. No, He didn't. He didn't do that. Are you a prophet? Are you an apostle? No, he didn't speak to you that way. Um, and once you do that, that leads an atheist to uh, to have these these problems, and maybe even somebody that's really struggling with their faith. Well, God's never spoke to me that way. Why is he not speaking to me that way? There must not be any God. Well, don't base your apologetic on personal experiences. C- can you give an example of a miracle that you feel like you've witnessed? You absolutely can, but that does not hold up to an atheist. You say, I had a friend who had cancer, and there was no hope for them. The doctors said that they had a month to live. There was nothing they could do for them, and then they checked, and the cancer was gone. That may be positively absolutely true, and, and praise God if that's the case. But it means nothing when sharing the gospel with other people. Okay, right. We have Scripture now. And that was given, John tells us, right. so that you may believe. Scripture is our foundation. Scripture, it always goes back to that. Scripture is your foundation. <clears throat> your feelings are not. You don't need God to speak to you audibly. He's right. already spoken through His Word. Right, and, and I think of, of 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 Lazarus whenever he's, you know, looking up, and the, the rich rich man in mm-hmm. hell, uh, is is looking up and saying, "Go tell my brothers." And what was his response? They have Moses and yeah. the prophets. Yeah, they have Moses and the prophets. They 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 already have what they need to believe, um, and and what what you have is Scripture. Your personal experiences are irrelevant, um, and and the same thing. I think you could use that as well for for the atheistic standpoint. Your personal experiences are irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Well, and I and I've even heard that. Um, that I think it was the epic debate that I watched with Jeff Durbin inside. Yeah, even atheists take the take the personal experience right. thing sometimes. Um, you know, I think I don't remember his. I name. can't remember that atheist man's name either. He but he his argument was he was in a car wreck. I think it was. And yeah, he, he said he had he had wrecked his trucker or something and. He said, "If there was a God, then the God would have saved me." Right. Yeah. And that's no. super subjective, and there's no like. So what if He did save you? Then right. you would have said, "Well, I'm glad I escaped that truck. Yeah. I'm glad I escaped that wreck. I'm glad I got out of that." Man. It's a lot of bitterness too that that's involved right. with that. You know, I I find in I, I heard uh, Lawrence Krauss say this one time in a debate with uh, with William Lane Craig. I think it was I think it was William Lane Craig. Uh, he he asked him said what would it take for you to believe well no William Lane Craig didn't ask that the moderator asked that um, and I'm always curious to hear what they have to say because it's typically you can you can generalize it all in the same category it's all um, complete that stuff that they would know would never happen mm-hmm. I think Lawrence Krauss was if I went and I looked up in the stars and he and he wrote in the stars that he was real okay I think his uh, his um, his qualification for that also was after I studied it out. Right. 
Well, that's where it ends with you. Right. It always has to do with you studying it out, making sure nothing supernatural happened. Right. And if I can't explain it, then supernatural. If that were true, then all the things that you don't understand would be a supernatural experience. Right. And we just know that. We know that's not true. Right. So it, it's subjective, and it all comes down to the basis of what Scripture says. Absolutely. That's not you. It's God and His Word. Right. Too many of God's followers using Bible verses to support their beliefs have made life worse for other people. Like what is like okay two I think we talked about this before it was two aspects of this um, facepalm yeah <laughs> um, there's two aspects that we want to address here if there is a somebody preaching or, or, or somebody saying something using a Bible verse to tell somebody something that person who, who's living in sin or who's not saved and they hear the they heard the word of God and they feel bad mm-hmm. that's a good thing right because they're being told truth. And it conflicts with their nature that we talked about before. It conflicts with that, and it convicts them of their sin. It, quote, unquote, makes their life worse, makes right. them feel bad. Right. They should feel bad because they're being confronted with truth in their life. Okay, that's one aspect of this. They should feel bad. The other as- aspect is somebody who is just very unkind and very unloving and just screams and yells and says, you're going to hell all the time, and they never explain themselves. They never actually go into um, the Bible and actually explain things to you how it should be explained. And they're just yelling at you. Um, that is one way. Yes, we would agree. That's not helping anything. That's just making somebody feel bad in the sense that they do feel bad, but you're not helping them. You're not actually explaining. You're not giving truth. Right. Give the uh, truth in love. Right. You know, and 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 you have to if if. If you're sharing the gospel and there's no conviction of sin, then you didn't really share the gospel, right? Example being the Westboro Baptist uh, Church, right. that group. Right. Um, you know, if, if, if the point is the person will see their sin and repent. Um, if, if that is something that's not a part of your evangelism, then you need to want to ask yourself what you're really telling people. Um, you, you have to, there's a point, I know it's offensive, and I, I have a, I say an agnostic friend who has made that claim before um, is that it would just be better. We're talking about homosexuality. I think it was, which is a a podcast in and of itself Hmm. Um, was, you know, you you wouldn't tell anybody that because you may risk hurting them and offending them. Well, it's irrelevant. Okay. We we need to make sure we're not an emotion based people group. Okay. That that everything that happens is completely based on emotion. Um, That's it's irrelevant. Um, And, and it's the same thing going on with with Hament's argument here. Uh, just, I don't really, I really kind of wish he would have clarified more. I realize right. he's trying to keep it brief, but I wish he would have clarified more what he meant by that. I'm just going off of what I, I, I'm assuming that he means by that. Right. Um, is that you? They offend people, I guess. And I think that's the main point of his. Um, that's the main point of this video for him. You know, people are clicking on this. And they probably already have a feeling that, you know, I don't, I don't want to believe in God. You know, that's just what my parents believe or that's just what my whatever. That's who that's just what my pastor says. I want to find out, you know, oh, 22 reasons not to believe in God. I wonder what they are. Mm-hmm. Well, Bible verses make you feel bad. I knew that that I knew that <laughs> I knew that. And, you know, it, 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 somebody's already questioning and like they already just dis- <laughs> they don't really believe in God in the first place. And they hear and they read into what they want to for uh, for his reasons they they read into it because it's really generalized right and you can say anything pretty much about these that you want 
But people see that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bible verses do make you feel bad, of course. Right. Uh, see, I'm God's not, not real. God in, obviously. <laughs> yeah, we'll move on. No matter what Ray Comfort says, God didn't create bananas to look like this. They evolved this way without God's help. Actually, the banana didn't evolve that way by itself. That was the way the banana looks now is actually, you know, it was man cross genes and things like that to make the banana more uh, appealing and edible. In right. That sense. And, and, and to his defense, I know that you can't see the video. He clarifies that. There's a little pop-up that says banana were designed that way by us, not by God. Uh, so he misspoke there. Okay, that's not what he he right. he knew better than that, and I I don't want to see see dummy, you know that you, <laughs> that's not even what happened in the first place. So um, that he misspoke and he corrected himself. So you know just so that you can't see that he did he he's right. not stupid. He he knew that. And also the whole thing he says about Ray Comfort, yeah, Ray Comfort made a video where he said God created the banana this way and is perfect, and he does like these really you know. It's, it's a goofy video, mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's funny to look back on it now. And even Ray Comfort says, yeah, I messed up. I shouldn't have said that. Right. Okay. It's going to be an ever-going, uh, an ever-ongoing joke about Ray Comfort making that video. And it's just an unfortunate issue. Right. But you, it's just kind of, you just have to chuckle at it. Because if you're going to stop believing in God because of the what Ray Comfort said about a banana, then again, there were some other issues there to begin with. Right. Every time science and religion go head-to-head, -head, science wins. You don't science and religion don't ha don't have to be put in competition with one another, and I feel like they really are, and right. and that's on both sides too. That's not that's not the atheist fault. That's not the well, it's it's both on both sides. Right. So you have a Christian, and I uh, from a famous movie that says uh, science only goes for, goes so far, then comes God. And I, I heard somebody else say something such as. Um, uh, why, why, whenever we hit, reach something that we can't explain, do we always attribute it to God? Well, I, we can be always attributed to God, but that should not be your argument for something that you can't understand. Well, there's something that we can't understand in science. See, supernatural. No, that's not always the, the, the case. Okay, that, If that's your always go-to argument, then you haven't put much scientific thought into anything. Yeah, it's not science versus the Bible and God. It's God is the reason science exists in the first place. Because if you think about what science is, science is the study and the testing of consistency and or inconsistency in something. If I flick a light on multiple times, you know, is it gonna flick on every time I flick up? It's gonna turn off every time I flick down. You're, you're trying, you're testing to see if there's consistency, okay? Where does consistency in the universe come from? Consistency comes from God who has created this and holds everything in the palm of his hand <clears throat> in, in biblical language. That's what it says. If there wasn't a God, then there wouldn't be any consistency. So for him to say that science wins every time. Yeah, I guess science does win because God created science. And the reason you have consistency is because of God. Right. Okay. I've had arguments <clears throat> with atheists at work and I say, can you prove to me somehow of why God doesn't exist or, what do you say about these things? And they'll say, well, because of science. And it's always like their go-to answer, because of science. Well, that's not an answer, and that's not a reason. Right. That's just, you're, you're just saying one little phrase. It doesn't really mean anything. Science exists because God exists and because God created science. God is God is the the reason science is. Right. Um, and, you know, you go to Acts 17. Um, in God, we live and move and have our being, you know, 
we have consistency because of God. Right. Right. And, and, and those, those two don't always have to contradict. Just because there's an answer that we haven't found yet doesn't mean that there's not an answer, um, a scientific answer. You know, that, um, and, and to me, I think that you can re- look at that and say, what a perfect God we have, right? Right. You can look at that and say there's so much order and, and not so much randomness, then that would point back to a God. Right. Science, and I, 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 I am not a scientist. You know, I didn't, um, it was not something that I was particularly good at. <laughs> I know you were, you went in, first well, I mean, I went into biology. biology. I, I didn't stay in, I didn't stay in biology. It's not as, it's not as fun when you get into college with it. Right. It's more fun in high school when you're just, you know, doing random lab experiments. But, um, just really quick, and you can finish what you're saying, but, um, you don't get, the reason I was talking about God, uh, having, the reason, uh, science is able to be done in consistency is because God's there. You don't have consistency in immense worldview. Right. Evolution does not equal consistency. It is chaos, right. random mutations, getting right. to where we are now. Right. Very inconsistent. Right. And science is a good thing. It really, God has, has showed us how things work in the universe. There's explanation for it. We're not living in a world of ignorance. We can, we can look at these things and see that God is completely in control and that it all works perfectly. You know, that <clears throat> there may be um, problems in us. And like I said, going back to the fall. But, but science in and of itself, it does not. It, it's, it's not a competition between the two. And the one thing that always bugs me, and I, I don't want to make, like I said earlier, a podcast what grinds Dylan's gears, you know, <laughs> anything. But, but what really bothers me is I hear that argument. Same thing that you just said. Well, because of science, but they never tell me what in science is so convincing that I can't believe in God. If if it, because of this, I just can't. I can't believe in God. That's not that's not ever been presented to me. And I want that. I, I legitimately want that. I want somebody to tell me, give me because of uh, ice caps or whatever. I, I'm just naming stuff. Because of this, God cannot exist. I want you to show me that, but you, they don't. They never have anything. It's just well because because Richard Dawkins says this, and if they even know who he is. Because of science, because my my science teacher when I was in school said that this was just it, and because science, because I guess it's taught in schools, it should be considered fact. No, that's not the case. Okay, that I I want, I want science, science, not the philosophy of science. I want you to tell me why why in science does God not exist, and it doesn't happen. And if you have one of those things, I, please, I want you go on our website, lightanddarknessblog.com. Um, you, you can email us. They'll send it straight to our email. We'll both have access to it. I want you to tell me, because of this in science, I can't believe in God. Do it. Do it right now. You pause the, the podcast. Do it, because I, I want to know. I, I am, mm-hmm. I'm curious to know. It has not been presented to me. Yeah. Um, and, and him and doesn't do it either here. You don't need God to be a good person. Just cut out the middleman. People have... Invalid. Automatically invalid. Yeah. You, We've already talked about this when we talked about the Holocaust thing. You, He doesn't know what good and bad is. Um, to be a good person without God, uh, yeah, it, all comes, it all comes back to being made in the image of God. Right. You are made um, in the image of God, so you know naturally what's right and what's wrong. 
but your nature is to do wrong. Right. Okay. You you have to have a God to be called a good person. Right. You have to. You, you if if there's no God, then you are a relative person. Doesn't matter. You can't be good or bad. Right. By definition. So you, you cannot have those conclusions. So it, it's, it's completely invalid. Um, so there's, there would be no such thing as cutting out the middle, middleman if there were no God. Um, and, and, you know, when we watched that epic debate, one of the atheists mentioned, you know, I don't have time. Let's say, say for example, a baby was falling off of a roof. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to think about what the Bible says about catching the baby. I'm just going to do it because I, I have an innate sense to do good things. You're right. You do. You do have that innate sense. You have a conscience. You have a moral standard that may be inconsistent, but you do have one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that all those people, they were all like, yeah, we saved the baby. And then they were asked about if they were pro-choice, and they all said that they <laughs> were. Um, but, yeah, you do have a morality. But it's irrelevant, logically, if you don't have a God. Why can't I do anything I want? Well, because I have a moral standard. But if I'm just stardust, if I'm just evolved stardust, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. That's what Neil deGrasse Tyson says, and I think that's what uh, Krauss says also. Probably so. We're just, we're just stardust. and Stardust emotion. Yeah. We're, we're uh, matter, and we're just, you know, we're just, you know, this material. Then why does the Holocaust, why does good and bad matter? It doesn't. Right. We create these things so that we can supposedly survive. Well, where do we get these ideas from in the first place? Right. And, you know, I understand, I get, you know, so that we can survive. But that's not the standard. If evolution is accurate, that's not the standard that has gotten us to the point that we're at now. Yeah. We don't hold the standard to humans to anything else in the world. Yeah. We don't. If a pack of dogs kills another dog, they will not stand trial. They will not go to jail. It's just nature, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It works for them, but no, we don't do that because that would be an unpleasant society. I heard, heard Richard Dawkins say that one time. Well, that would be an unpleasant society to live in. Yeah, you're right, but it's irrelevant. Yeah. You, if you say there is no God, and if that is accurate, I have, I have no moral obligation to not do harm to somebody because there's no God. Yeah. I have no obligation to. It's completely irrelevant. I have to have a God that says, no, there's judgment for that. Yeah. It's wrong. And, the, and my word says that. And it always seems that they just respond with, well, we've just evolved to a point where we don't do that anymore. Yeah, everybody in this room wants to rape and wants to pillage the other. Right. But, it doesn't, but we don't do that because that's not refined. That's not. And they will um, say that. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, I think it was Richard Dawkins. Said I think that. it was Richard Dawkins as well. Um, yeah, they, they, they will say that. And uh, it's, it's completely irrelevant. If, if evolution is accurate, it's completely irrelevant. People have been saying Jesus is coming back during their lifetime for many, many, many lifetimes. He's not coming back. It's time to move on. Well, he first of all, he is coming back one day. <laughs> but we can make this one really short because while, yeah, people have tried to predict Jesus is returning, you know, that kind of thing. The Bible says no man knows the hour. And that's the point. No man knows. You can't predict when God's coming back or Jesus is coming back. So we're not going to try. But people who try fail because the Bible says no man knows. Right. You're going to be wrong. Right. You know, and, and, and anybody who, uh, I, I think I, I'll name him, he's a popular Christian, Pat Robertson. Right. Has, I believe I read that he predicted twice. 
that God would come back. In I, I don't time. know, but it, I, I, I can imagine. You, you can't do that. Okay, yeah. that you, that's not your authority to, to be able to do. So then you do that, and you're wrong. And now atheists use it in videos as arguments against Christianity. Yeah. You can't do that. I'm buzzing a little bit. Hang on. There we go. Um, you, you can't do that. It, it's 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 irrelevant. Um, he he is coming back, um, though we don't know when, and though we do expect and we hope that he does come back uh, in our lifetimes. Um, because he hasn't doesn't mean that he's not right. Uh, it doesn't mean that that that's irrelevant. Just because you have 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 concluded he's not coming back in my lifetime, therefore he's not real. Biblically, you can't say that, and the Bible says that you can't say that. You don't know when I'm coming, when he's coming back, and he will do that whenever he feels that it's it's, it's time to do that. Whenever he has ordained that he he will do that. Um, so you, the, once again, you, you can't say that. That's not a reason to stop believing in God because people have expected Jesus to come back for a long time and he hasn't. He will. Be patient. God works in mysterious ways is typically a euphemism for stop asking hard questions. Yeah, we do that. Yeah. Yeah, I would um, agree. Now, personally, I've never heard somebody actually, when they're asked a hard question, say, well, God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> I guess maybe I have. I mean, it's so cliche. I, 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 I've... I'm, I try to avoid things like that. Right. Um, and the Bible doesn't things, actually say that, by the way. That's not an actual Bible verse that God works. Well, not, I don't think it's worded that specifically. Right. I don't think it's worded that way. Right. Um, so that, 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 like you said, cliche, is not, you're not, you can't Google search it and it just come up. It's in, it's in Hezekiah chapter four. <laughs> it, that was a joke, by the way. Did you get it? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, Dylan, I did get that. Uh, good, because I, I was a little bit afraid that people listening would, would say that. It, it wasn't funny enough for me to go, ha! Well, I, <laughs> nothing I ever say, <laughs> it seems to be. Um, <laughs> getting back to the Dylan's point. Dylan's bitterness is coming through. Yeah, well, you know, look, look, not to get off on a rabbit trail, I did four years with this man right here. <laughs> Actually, three and a half, the first one he wouldn't really talk to me. <laughs> and uh, and I have never, in our group of friends that we have, never been the funny one. And if anything, it's been the more like, hey, let's pick on Dylan and see what the reaction he has. I think he's just like the shocking one. <laughs> let's wait to see what Dylan's going to say next. Well, that irrelevant. <laughs> uh, I try to be funny. Sometimes I hope you laugh whenever you I listen mean, he's to just, me. I don't think I'm that funny. He, he just laughs because he wants to seem like he understands what I'm saying. You know, I, I have just always found every, even stuff that you say that I know internally is not funny. When you laugh, I remember one time in college, you laughed so hard. <laughs> I thought my stomach bled because I laughed so hard. I mean, like I had to work my way to the door and it was kind of dark in there, and I, I thought I was going to die. And I'm not, I'm not picking. I really did. I thought I was going to die because I was laughing so hard because you were laughing. You don't laugh very much, so when you laugh, I, I just... I, I think it's like, it's like something that's contagious because, I mean, if you, somebody's laughing really hard at something that's not really that funny, and but the point you start laughing is because of their laughing at whatever's not funny. It's just like a vicious cycle. Like the same it's, thing happens with my no, grandfather. No, it's not like, a cycle like, with like, me. My grandpa likes watching uh, th- the Three Stooges, and the Three Stooges, you know, are like they're a classic. But I, you don't find I don't find them gut busting laughing. Me either. The only time they're actually funny is if I'm watching them with my grandfather, and my grandfather laughs at them, 
and he has like a, a, an odd, you know, you know, his own kind of laugh, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like high pitched, and <laughs> it cracks me up thinking about it. I'll laugh because he's laughing at something that's not that funny. Right. <laughs> but you don't laugh whenever laugh. I laugh. Sometimes I do. Most of the time you don't. Most well, of... Because your laugh doesn't make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> when you just gasp out with laughter. It well, doesn't... it happens a lot. Okay. Yeah, it happens a lot. And I, I don't know, my conscience, my, my feelings are a little hurt after that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to just pause just, the video. Just, just uh, laugh it off. Well, I yeah, I wish I could, but I've already I've already <laughs> let it all go. I, I may just have to pause and go walk around for a little while. Well, we're almost to the end of this that. video. I'm almost sure, to the end. I hopefully know nobody's falling asleep. If in you've this. hung with us for an hour and a half, <laughs> God bless you. Call us, we'll send you a free. It shirt. took us so long to get this podcast going. We're gonna sit here and do this whole yeah. video if, if it's the last thing we do. Yeah, you podcast, not video. Video, uh, maybe. Well, we're listening to a video. Yeah, listening to the whole video. Yeah, I was just picking about sending you a shirt. But if you really did listen to the whole thing, <laughs> let me know. And whenever we start having money come in, we're not, we're not going to send you a shirt. About the shirt. They, they clicked off. We're so. not going to send you a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find them on lightnartnessblog.com uh, if you're interested. Uh, we'll go on to the next point. Between tornadoes in Oklahoma, droughts in Texas, and hurricanes in Alabama, there sure are a lot of natural disasters in the places that God supposedly loves. I don't understand. Like, is he is he making a joke at like the Southern United States and they they're really like it's called the Bible Belt and God loves. I, I, it's really hard for me to understand. And um, so let's we'll just take it in the context of bad things happening again. Um, bad things happen. Yes, mm-hmm. there are natural disasters. Right. Um, does that disprove a God? Is that a reason to stop believing in God because bad things happen? Right. No. It actually, typically, when bad things happen, that actually typically drives people to God Absolutely. because they find themselves in a position where, you know, well, life is meaningless, but there has to be meaning. You know, there has to be hope. Right. People crave that. Right. And that's why we're upset when these things happen. If there was no God, it would be irrelevant. Right. Going back to morality is, 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 is relative from the atheistic standpoint. If that's the case, then who cares? Who cares that there's natural disasters? Um, the fact that there's a God is is found in that we care. There there's purpose to your life. You you are uh, made in the image of God, and I think that's actually he's about to take a poke at that in this last point. We're on point twenty one. This is point twenty two. We are just about done. Uh, have you stopped believing in God yet? Yeah. Have you Have you been convinced? My yet? faith is on the razor's edge. <laughs> All these. These these groundbreaking truths. He actually has another one too. We'll have to do some other time. I think it's twenty reasons. It's got a little bit different title. One hundred and forty-seven reasons why. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I I think. I bet he goes through a lot of paper. I bet he does writing too. down reasons. Well, I don't even know that he does these videos anymore. Let me look. I don't even. I think this is not a new video. He does two thousand fourteen in August two thousand fourteen. So he this is not a new video. He's. Had a lot of time to do a lot of damage. Wow. Yeah. So I don't even know if he does them anymore. I think he did. I think I saw last year. I think I saw that he had a new video. I might be wrong about that. Um, but he's still faithful to his ministry, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, we'll go to this last point. You were made in God's image. Except for your foreskin, apparently. You need to cut that off. God. Ew. I'm sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
Um, uh, I don't think Christians, like the reasons their circumcision today is because of a health benefit. Um, it is, 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 <laughs> it's more beneficial for a Christian or not. It's not beneficial. It's not beneficial for a Christian to get a circumcision. That's not what I'm saying. Right. It's beneficial health wise to have a circumcision. Okay. That's fine. He's, he's mocking about the fact that circumcision was a requirement for, um, the Jewish, um, for, for the Jews uh, mm-hmm. in the old Testament. They did that. Um, not because the foreskin is bad or because it is, you know, useless or, or whatever. There's a reason uh, for that. But he did it as a mark of um, the Jews were called God's people. They were a unique people. God marked them through circumcision. Okay. Don't lay your phone on that. Stop talking to me. You did you, When it vibrated, the whole PA system rattled. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, your goodness. It took four hours to get the sound system right. <laughs> I can't help it's 100 years old. Uh, I mean, these well, things weren't even around when Jesus was around. <laughs> you should stop believing me. God yeah, well, that. I know. Proof, and, proof right here. In, the in reason our... that this PA system doesn't work, I'm stopping, to, I'm stopping my belief in God because of this wretched machine. That's the reason. <laughs> Electricity. Make a video. Electronics don't work. <laughs> proof that God doesn't exist. Benjamin Franklin really didn't exist really got shocked by that you know that kite when he got hit by electricity god would not have struck such a smart man you know god's not real therefore god's not real because george washington chopped down that cherry tree <laughs> I mean, uh, george washington yeah i oh. mean it's, it didn't really happen i think it's just a wives tale but it was george washington oh was it george washington i yeah. thought it was abraham lincoln i thought he was honest no. abe i cut down i cut down the cherry tree honest abe honest right. abe told a lie stop believing in god <laughs> off topic okay so <clears throat> going going back to that uh and we'll, we'll end with this it, that part of your body had a, has a, a lot of significance in jewish history um it, it had a purpose and 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 concluding having a biblical worldview in that god gave them that to serve that purpose it's a sign of and even it talks about in the new testament circumcision of the heart okay it, it's a it's a it's a it's a illustration, I guess you could say. It's a it's a picture of of, of a heart thing. It's 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 a um, it's, it has theological significance. It's not just well that I messed up there. Take that off. Okay, that that's irrelevant. Um, it has purpose, and it's in the Old Testament for a purpose. That was why God gave it. It's not a. By the way, it, I don't know. Maybe he's referring to Old Testament history. I don't think that he is. That is not a New Testament command, by the way. Okay, medically, we can talk about that, but but that is not a a New Testament command. Um, Paul circumcised Timothy. Right. We didn't know that, but he did not circumcise Titus. Um, So He actually condemned people who said circumcision. Right, and he got mad at Peter for saying the same thing. So stop telling people that and stop adding to the gospel. Right. Um, So that is not a thing now. I guess... Maybe he's referring to, to Jewish history. I seriously doubt it, but maybe. Um, I just don't think we should even consider it taking it this deep because he doesn't mean it that deep. He's just saying that, you know, cut off your foreskin, don't believe in God. You know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's uh, It doesn't irrelevant. make any sense. It's irrelevant. Uh, anyway, so that, that concludes the video that we did uh, of Immense. We, thank goodness. I'm so <laughs> glad that's over. Um you know, I, I, once again, I have a lot of respect, or maybe not a lot. I, I, I do have respect for Hemant, and 
I I think that there is um, there is uh, he raises a lot of good questions, a lot of good points that aren't wrong to 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 ask. I think that if you have been raised to 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 believe that you don't question your faith at all, um, then you're believing blindly. Okay, it's not a bad thing to ask questions. It's a good thing. Ask somebody that knows what they're talking about. Don't ask somebody that doesn't. Um, it's a good thing. You and it helps you and me to be able to understand what our, what we believe better and it understands and helps us to understand what God wanted to communicate to us. Um, it's a good thing to ask questions. And sometimes he asks really good ones and he helps Christians in a lot of ways too. Like we said earlier, you know, raising the whole believe because I told you to bad argument, bad thing to say right. to your children. Um, <clears throat> the whole point of us making this video, is you, you, you can look at this video and like, wow, these are like super bad arguments that he's making. And you may see that. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, he still leads people away from God and Christ through these kind of arguments. And it's so simple to refute. It's really nonsense that he's talking about. It's like, it, it's just some of the things he say, it's just, you know, it's, it can be cleared up so easily. Right. Um, it's irrelevant, but it's more of a, a joke slash snide remark slash, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, just, you know, Oh, they're just stupid. You know, Oh, you know, foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And it's, 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 it's kind of dumb to think that, you know, I have to stop believing in God because of these things. Right. And while it may seem like, you know, we're going into the trenches and, you know, we don't need to, like, most people wouldn't even bother with this kind of stuff. Well, he still has a following. Right. <laughs> and, you know. <clears throat> Half a million views. Like, so let's, you know, actually address it, you know. Right. And it's 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 beneficial, I think, in a lot of ways. Right. And, and when if you meet somebody like this that, that asks a legitimate question, Please don't respond with anger. Don't ask me questions like that. That's a stupid question. It may be. But it may be that question that is keeping them back from putting their faith in Jesus Christ that you need to address. If it's a stupid question, it may need a simple answer um, that you can give. I mean, don't you don't want to just bicker. But, but it may be something that they are genuinely struggling with. You may see it as completely stupid, completely irrelevant, and it may be that. But to them, that it is, it is not. Um, don't jump on his bandwagon. Don't jump on the atheistic bandwagon. Don't jump off. And I, I think it's a, a bandwagon of bitterness. Um, you know, I know I've watched other videos of him. He would. Well, I mean, that's he what, would disagree. We, I was gonna read it, but you know, Hamet <clears throat> knows God exists, right? In Romans one, we're told, you know, in verse eighteen, that man knows that God exists. One. Um, I'm trying to get this app up here. You know, for the wrath of God is real from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Who these men who living who are living unrighteous, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Um, what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. Okay. Man knows that God exists through what God has already revealed right. in nature and in the things we see. When you have these reasons that Hament gives, it doesn't matter. He already knows God exists. Okay. But he suppresses this. He suppresses the truth, the truth of God's existence because of unrighteousness. Right. Because of pride. Because of, of, of what he wants himself. Okay. So <clears throat> we just wanted to address this video. Right. And, and, you know, it may seem kind of like child's play sometimes what we're doing. But it's serious. And, you know, we want people to... Um, see us. They want. We want to. Uh, we want people to see 
Christ through us. We want to be lights for him in evangelism and in defense of the gospel. Okay. Right. Um, you don't have to be afraid of Dawkins or, or Neil deGrasse Tyson or Hamid Mehta or, and people like this who just reject God and say, because of these reasons, those reasons have a response. You can defend the gospel. Right. Right. So we, we won't, we won't stop here. We'll go ahead and end the podcast. But, um, if you have questions, really in all seriousness, we want you to ask them is there are stupid questions. Okay. But they're worth asking sometimes. So go go onto our website, lightandarknessblog.com. And let me make sure light in I in darkness.com. Or I light and darknessblog.com. Um, not light and, which is what people typically write down whenever I tell them. Yeah. Um, light in darknessblog.com. And and if you can't really find us, then you can go on our Facebook and on our Twitter page and on our Instagram. You know what the Instagram uh, ad is? Yeah, it's just light and darkness. It's light and darkness, okay. Yeah. Um, you can, I think, don't, I think if you search on Facebook, it's, it's facebook.com slash light in darkness. I think that that's, uh, that's our, our URL. I should have checked that before I did that. And our uh, our Twitter is light in dark web. Um, you can go on there and, and go straight to our website from there. Please follow us. Please subscribe. Uh, and please send us a letter. Tell us that you listen to the podcast. Instagram is Light and Darkness Blog. Light and Darkness Blog. Light and okay, darkness blog. thank you. Um, yeah, go on our Instagram accounts. We have all things like that except maybe Snapchat. Um, yeah, we're not doing that. No, and I'm, I'm not not unless we really. We get can do really what, big. We can do what Snapchat does on Instagram. Yeah, right. Exactly. So um, go on there, follow us, like us, uh, share this. You know, is we're, we're trying to help further the kingdom of God by answering these questions. If you know somebody that's struggling with this, you can forward them this or somebody that's looking for better answers, forward them this video. If you have any questions about anything, we want you to send them in. There is a message. You can contact us, send it straight to us. Both of us will see it. We both have access to that. And um, and we'll, we'll, we will try to respond to you in a timely manner. Um, it, it is important. Please go on there and, and do that. We really want you to. But thank you so much for, for tuning in with us on our first podcast on light and darkness. Uh, and we hope that in not too distant future, we'll be able to do it again. Yeah. So whenever you're willing to come back down to North Carolina, I'm come back up North Carolina. Yeah. I don't know if I'll, if I'll do it ever again. This has been kind of a bad experience. Um. <laughs> well, I'm not coming back down there. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm done doing that. Uh, but anyway, uh, Ricky, thank you so much for, yes. for making the trip down here and, and dealing with my audio complications. I'll probably never get this posted. <laughs> <laughs> Three months later, you'll actually hear from this point. Yeah. We're actually recording. Maybe three months. We'll yeah, see what happens. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, just just bear with us. Be patient. And uh, Lord willing, not too distant future, we'll be able to put another one out. But thank you so much. And we hope to hear from you next time. Ministry's my reason every day of every season. I beast and I cross demonic treason. Hey, yo, I'm on a mission. This gift I've been given. The reason with the people living is in without repentance. A lesson to be learned. I was bent from Oda Vernon. I didn't know how to live and all I knew was how to hurt. When I felt that cold steel on my wrist, I had to chill. The game was all a rap and now my life is getting real. And I can feel my heart racing. Pacing back and forth up in my cell. I didn't deserve his mercy. I deserved the wrath of hell. But yo, he saved me. And as crazy as it all may seem, he brought me in to the family one day i see the king and you can see him too you can get to know him just as good welcome jesus in your heart because christ is even in the hood and he wants you to be a vital member of his team just like go and let god create a king you're a light that shines for the world to see and if the blind i hope they hear it through me and if the devil hope they see all the truth will rise.
moving in the dark of the night, right, right.